0: You hey guys, welcome back to Very, Very Facts with Vanessa. It's your big Vanessa. Video. We have questions from our audience today, and one of them is, Dear Vanessa, how much can you bench? Well, how much can Pesicori bench? So, none. Okay, the next question in from Billy Eilish. Dear Vanessa, how do I know if he's the one? It makes me so mad when there's guys that don't give every single piece to me, okay? So if he's not giving me every bit of you, every bit of himself to you, you better leave him right now. All right, guys, so the next question is...
1: <laughs> Rob, shut up!
0: I'm trying to get you the new Ford up Dear Vanessa, how do you how do I know if he loves me? Well, I have simps that come into my stream every single day and donate me three grand a day and are tier three subs, so if he's not doing that for you, then he's not the one for you. Well, but and a mission, guys!
1: Mm-hmm. <coughs> <coughs>
0: Thank you so much little sisters, for liking this video. Make sure to up my ego because Quintessa sucks. And make sure to go to her YouTube channel and dislike it. And make sure to like, comment, subscribe on my YouTube video. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Bye, sisters!
2: Hey, Bridge Youth, how we doing tonight? Hey, you look you look good, everybody in the room who's twinning with somebody, you look fantastic. Love that. Thanks so much for coming and hanging out with us tonight. Hey, if you got a Bible, go to uh, Genesis chapter 29. You girls can push those chairs forward if you want. Like, they got pushed back, and now it looks like your feet are getting crushed, so... Feel free, you can just, and also it's just going to bother my ADD and my OCD, and they're not all nice and straight, but uh, hey, thanks so much for coming and hanging out with us tonight, whether you're in the room or you're watching online. uh, We like welcoming our guests every week by saying we're here to build you up, not? Yeah, we love you, we back you, thanks so much for coming and hanging out with us. Uh, Caleb, I don't know if you know, uh, everyone give it up for our tech team in the back. My throwback has disconnected and there's no timer on there. So you know, we will be here all night if we don't get that thing in order. Um, hey, a couple of things really, really quick. Uh, first off, if you're online, so stoked you've joined us. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Um, for anybody in the room who doesn't know, we stream our services live every single week. So if you have a friend who maybe... Um, they they're like ah, I'm not trying to go to church like church is weird or whatever. You're like ah you don't really know my church. It's not like that. And they're like uh, I don't I don't have a suit and tie. And you're like, dude. Like you don't, you come in your pajamas. Like we don't care, like in whatever you want. But maybe you can't get them to come and say, hey, check it out online first and see if you'd be down to come and hang out. But um, also, hey, if you've never been baptized, I would love to baptize you. The last Sunday of this month, we're doing baptisms. You can sign up online or in the app. Um, as of Monday, we had over 40 people um, signed up to get baptized. So that's so cool. Would love to baptize you if you've never been baptized. So go sign up online or in the app. So tonight we're continuing our series entitled Defining the Relationship. Who was here last week? Who was here last week? Who who enjoyed last week? Last week was fun. It was a cool message. I know I had a good time. Tonight uh, we are going to be talking about, here is the message title. If you're taking notes, write this down. Dangerous Dating. Dangerous dating is the title tonight. Whoa, even my, even these guys back here are gone. Yeah. Caleb will figure it out. Caleb knows all things about tech. He's good. There, look, what did I tell you? You guys had no faith. I had all the faith in the world. Um, I want you to think for a second what, what's your dream date? Like, what's your dream date? Last week uh, we did a little secret mic'd up thing. And uh, that was asked of a couple junior high boys, and one of them went, Oh, oh the beach? It's <laughs> like, that's actually a great answer. Like, my dream date definitely includes the beach, but on like a very warm summer day. Um, here's the thing about dating I think, let me rephrase that, I know so many people are confused when it comes to dating. So many people are confused, because guys are confusing, girls are confusing, girls are definitely more confusing than guys, way more confusing. Girls are way, way more confusing than guys, like a thousand times more confusing than guys. Girls, you want, like, ladies, you, wanna, you want me to give you the secret to guys? Here's the secret. Let him play video games and give him food. That's it. Like. That is it, dude. (laughs) And we'll be happy, man. (laughs) But so many are so confused about dating. I I wanna give you really quick a dating myth and a dating truth. Myth, dating is harmless. Truth, dating can be destructive and dangerous if done at the wrong time. And if dating before you are ready... Sometimes dating can be dangerous. Um, I'm not talking about getting catfished like some of you have been. But, bro, they're crazy with these filters out here. Some of you guys showed up on a date having only talked to them on social media, and you're like, that's not what you look like. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking tonight about the dangers of dating when you're not ready. And we're going to talk about three, three dangers, three consequences of dating before you're ready. Compromising situations, demanding personalities, and dissatisfaction in life. If you didn't catch those all, don't worry, we're going to revisit them. Here's your sermon in a sentence. If you get nothing else out of tonight, walk away with this right here. No person on earth can fix all your problems. Let's just pray and go home right now. That is it. That is good all by itself. No person on earth can fix all your problems. As I said we're going to be in Genesis chapter 29 tonight. Um, I just have to give you a little bit of a fair warning when it comes to Genesis chapter 29. Uh, Genesis chapter 29 <laughs> is wild. We were talking in the uh, in the leadership meeting. We pray uh, for service every week before service. So we are talking with our team and and even just talking about genesis twenty nine got wild <laughs> it was It was a lot of fun like genesis twenty nine uh, if a movie would be r rated and your parents would not let you watch this movie um, it's it 's crazy uh, there 's drama, there is uh sex, there is misidentification for one of the in, with one of the people that that stuff happens with. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like the best soap opera you could have ever watched. It's literally better than like any teen drama. That's Genesis chapter 29. And some of you all think the Bible's boring. It's because you don't actually read it. Would you do me a favor? Would you stand in the honor of the reading of God's word? We're going to read starting in, I'm in Numbers chapter 5. That's not where we're at. We are in... Genesis 29, starting in verse number 16. Starting in verse 16. If you're there, say amen. If you need time, say hold up. All right. We got one hold up. That was a desperate hold up. We'll wait. I'm going to hit you with like the fifth grade teacher. I'll wait. <laughs> Bro, you know how bad I wanted to yell shut up to the teacher. <laughs> but my parents raised me as a good, respectable young man, so I did not. All right, if you don't got a Bible, it'll be on the Sky Bible for you. Here we go. Verse number 16. Now Laban had two daughters. I know you're already thinking, who's Laban? We'll get to it. Um, the older daughter's name was Leah. Everybody say Leah. Uh, uh, and the, the older daughter's name was Leah, and the younger one was Rachel. Everyone say Rachel. Those are two important names, Leah and Rachel. Leah and Rachel. Leah's the older sister. Rachel's the younger sister. Um, anybody in the room, you, you have a sister? Who's the older, like who's who's an older sister in the room? Cool. Who's a younger sister in the room? Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to preface the rest of this story by saying: your story does not, somebody say not, does not parallel this story or the verse I'm about to read right now. There was no sparkle in Leah's eyes, but Rachel had a beautiful figure and a lovely face. AKA, Leah was busted. (laughs) Rachel was beautiful. Don't be mad at me, be mad at the Bible, okay? I said this in our team meeting, people went off. I was like, what, are we all oblivious to the fact that some people are wonderfully made and some people are fearfully made? Like, you're upset? (laughs) You're upset because there are ugly people out there, just none of them come to Bridge Youth. There's something like in the air at Bridge Youth that as soon as you walk through these doors, like you just get better looking. Like we put stuff in the water that enhances your beauty. (laughs) So 18, verse 18, since Jacob was in love, everybody say love. Love. Uh Uh-huh. Since Jacob was in love with Rachel, just so you know, just a heads up at this point. At this point, Jacob didn't even know Rachel. Like, literally, the dude hadn't talked to her for seven minutes. All he knew was that she, quote, had a beautiful figure and a lovely face. But since Jacob was in love with Rachel, he told her father, I will work for you for seven years if you'll give me Rachel, your younger daughter, as my wife. Agreed. I know, ladies, everybody has questions. Wait. What? How? Was that okay? This was not This is one of those things recorded in scripture that wasn't biblically permissible, but culturally acceptable. That doesn't make sense for everybody. Culture was okay with this. God never gave the okay to like sell girls into marriage, but that's what happened. Uh, Agreed, Laban replied. God wasn't cool with it. People were doing it. All right, there's no way around that. I'd rather give her to you than anyone else. Stay and work with me. So Jacob worked seven years to pay for Rachel. Like, some of you girls are like, I wanted to date this guy. He wouldn't wait seven days for me to get back from vacation. He started dating my friend. (laughs) Like, this homeboy worked grueling hours, grueling hours for seven years, all because Rachel was hot. (laughs) Jacob worked seven years to pay for Rachel, but his love for her, listen to this. This is, this is like, Are you allowed to call a verse in scripture sexy? Grant, can I say that? Is that okay with you? If it's okay with Grant, it's okay with me. (laughs) It says, says, uh, so Jacob worked seven years to pay for Rachel. Here's the sexy verse. But his love for her was so strong that it seemed like just a few days. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Finally, the time came for him to marry her. I have fulfilled my agreement, Jacob said to Laban. Now, Give me my wife so I can sleep with her. I'm sorry, junior hires. It's in the Bible. If your parents are upset with me, tell them it's in the Bible. Verse 22. So Laban invited everyone in the neighborhood and prepared a wedding feast. But that night, somebody say, but, but that night, when it was dark, uh, Laban took Leah, you know, the sister with the good personality, to jacob and he slept with her verse 25 but when jacob woke up in the morning it was leah <laughs> dude this is the bible like you guys think the bible's but this is the bible dude this boy slept married it's like did he you may now kiss the bride. Like he for sure kissed with his eyes closed, right? Cause like he lifted the veil, kissed her, put it back down and never noticed that it wasn't Rachel, that it was Leah, the whole, like, how did that happen? And then because it was dark at night, he then goes and consummates the marriage, still not noticing that it was Leah. And then it wasn't. And I love how the actual verse lays out in verse 25. But when Jacob woke up in the morning, Dash, it was Leah. <laughs> it's so funny to me, dude. Oh, the Bible's so good. Oh, I love the Bible so much. What have you done to me? Jacob raged at Laban. I worked for seven years for Rachel. <laughs> Leah's over there like, dang. <laughs> oh my gosh. Friggin' poor Leah. Why have you tricked me? Before we read any more sketchy Bible verses that your parents will be mad at me for telling you, and before you sit down, let's pray. God, uh, speak to us tonight uh, through this incredibly juicy story in your word. And God, um, let the, l- just let the Super Bowl end in a tie. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Grab a seat. Um. Hey, anybody in the room, you, you, uh, you know someone who's just a massive drama queen? A total drama queen? Now, where are all of my people who would say, self-admitted, I'm a drama queen? Where are you at? Drama queens in the room, where are you at, dude? Growing up, I was the biggest drama queen. Was, <laughs> was, my wife's over there, was Corey? was, come on, Uh, I was the biggest drama queen, if my brother, like, flicked, me, my brother could flick me, and I would, oh, God, like, I would tumble all over the floor, like, roll myself over the couch, like, I would, I would, like, bang on the door, so that when my mom walked in, what happened, I'd be like, my brother, with a 20-yard running start, drop kicked me across the room, like, and he flicked me, like, that was me. Why? Because my brother is like 6'3 and big and manly and I'm, I'm this. It was the only way I could like get my revenge. Um, So one time I was at my friend's house and they're like, hey, uh, the next door neighbor has got a new dog. Like, like, you should look at the new dog, and I'm like, ah, I ain't trying to look at nobody's dog, like, leave him alone, everyone's like, uh, everyone else is kind of looking over the cinder block wall at this, at, at our neighbor's new dog, um, we're in my friend's backyard playing basketball, and they're like, hey, just, just take a look, like, it's a super cool dog, I was like, I'm not trying to do all that, finally, they convinced me, me being, like, literally four foot nothing, I, like, have to go and do that thing where you, like, sort of, Ooh, and get your stomach on it, so, like, I'm, like, stomach on the wall looking over, I'm like, Guys, there ain't no dog back here. They're like, dude, it's definitely back there. Like, keep looking. Like, maybe it's in the doghouse. I'm like, there ain't no doghouse back here. Like, they're like, it's back there, dude. It was literally back there 30 seconds ago. I was like, bro, I don't see no dog. And then I hear, oh. and I look straight down, and there's a massive dog right there. That dog jumps up off the wall and tries to bite me in the face. But I got Jedi blood running through these veins. (laughs) So I went, (laughs) that was it. I said, and because I went like that, when it closed its jaws, it just barely clipped my upper lip and like semi-cleft my upper lip. That's why I have a little scar right here. If you pay pay really close attention, there's a little scar right there. So that little cleft that I ended up getting a bunch of stitches for ended up like splitting wide open and I start bleeding everywhere. So I do the most logical thing I possibly could. I push all my friends out of the way and I run three quarters of a mile home. <laughs> I'm running up the street <laughs> like blood covering me. I get to our two bedroom apartment, I get up the stairs, I bust through the front door, nobody's home except my older brother, to whom I say, John, I just got bit in the face of a dog. To which he looks at me covered in blood and goes, Yeah, right. Here's the thing. I played pretend with my brother so many times, he'd flick me and I saw a concussion. He'd punch me in the arm and be like, I'm paralyzed. You broke my back. Like, that once I was being real, he didn't believe it. I played pretend so much that he didn't believe me once I was being real. And some of y'all play pretend, trying to get someone you don't even really know to fall in love with a fabricated version of you. <laughs> so, <laughs> bro, DTR, Defining the Relationship, 2022 Relationship Series, I'm coming for y'all. Three, three dangers to dating. Number one, you compromise. Write that down if you're taking notes. You compromise. One way you compromise you pretend to be someone you're not just to impress someone that you don't even really know. Isn't that weird? We pretend to be someone we're not to impress someone we don't even really know. And I know y'all did it. I did it. I know you did it. Hey, on the count of three, all all the fellas, as manly as you can, all the fellas go, hey, ready? One, two, three. (laughs) You know like the coolest thing ever is, is like, when when like guys do the uh, the three hundred thing, like I won't even try because I'm like, I still sound like I haven't hit puberty. But like it's so like cool to me, it's so manly and stuff. Guys, guys, yo, what up, girl? Oh, you like musicians? <laughs> well, I happen to be a guitar player myself, and uh, I'm the lead singer of a band. No, you're not. You couldn't play the tushy trumpet. <laughs> Some of you guys don't know what the tushy trumpet is. <laughs> like, that's the tushy trumpet. Playing the tushy Trumpet's farting. Like, you're not a musician you're trying to be. Girls, ladies, you're not off the hook. All the ladies say, hey. Um, him tells a joke that's not even funny. You,
1: oh, my God.
2: Oh. My G-A-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-D, exclamation points for days. Bro, you don't laugh like that. Nobody laughs like that. Like, like, the worst thing in the world, girls, the worst thing in the world, girls, the worst thing in the world, girls, the worst thing in the world is when guys are hanging out with their friends, the boys, maybe you're at like a restaurant, so you're at Denny's or whatever, Denny's is... Denny's is a very good valued <laughs> I got myself in trouble one time. <laughs> Denny's is a is a very good valued meal. That is <laughs> why I'm looking right at you and you know why I'm saying this. You were there, my guy. Um, anyways, because one of your parents has franchised Denny's for sure. Um <laughs> and 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 you and your boy, the boys are at Denny's, and then you girls, you're also at Denny's three booths over. And one of the girls in your group sees one of the boys in that group, and this girl in this group thinks that that boy in that group over there is cute. So instead of just being an independent woman who's confident and going over and saying, hi, I think you're cute. Or better, waiting there and making him come talk to you, and if he doesn't see any interest in you, then he's blind or something. (laughs) But instead what you do is you just do really weird, loud things to try to get their attention. Oh my God, girl, you're so funny. (laughs) And then you're like, look, and dude, I'm telling you girls, no guy in the world thinks that's cute to just be loud for no reason. If he thinks he's cute, most guys who's a guy worth dating is probably going to do this. Hi, um, you look like Cruella DeVille. Um, and you're like the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life. Hey, what's your name? Amber, um, I would love to take you out for like a meal or coffee or maybe you go to church with me. I'd just love to get to know you because you're really cute. Like that's it. That's it, and most guys are going to do that. Girls, you don't have to, like, and you dress like, you don't even dress like that. You heard, you overheard in a conversation that he thought that leopard skirts were cute, and you went and spent money on a leopard skirt. You ain't never worn a leopard skirt in your life. Why? Like, we, it's like, 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 why do we pretend to be someone we're not just to impress someone that we don't even really know? Can I tell you, God can't bless who you pretend to be. Don't compromise who you are for someone you don't even really know. Dude, Jacob hadn't known Rachel at this point. He hadn't known her for seven weeks. He'd barely been there for a month when he asked, can I work for you for seven? We don't have any biblical evidence that they talked for seven minutes. And yet he was, like, going to give away seven years of his life to marry her. Like, that's crazy. Dating can be so dangerous because it makes us compromise. Often that looks like playing pretend to the point that we lose touch with who we really are. Don't do it. Young person, listen to me. You want somebody to love the real you, not who you pretend to be. You want someone to love the real you, not who you pretend to be. So if there's parts of you that you feel like you need to hide because you're broken, because you're struggling, because you're whatever. If there's parts of you that you're going to hide, then maybe it's not time for you to date. Maybe if you started dating now, it would actually be kind of dangerous. Refer to last week don't look for the one, become the one. And realizing this, realizing that a lot of people are out there just playing pretend, it's one of the reasons why dating is so dangerous. All of a sudden, you're falling for a stranger. All of a sudden, you're falling for an imposture. Dude, Jacob straight married a stranger. He married the wrong girl. Dude got duped. <laughs> it was like, like Aladdin, Don't make me start singing. I will not, I will not be peer pressured by a bunch of teenagers to start singing, will not do it, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know the best part about the Carpet Ride uh, song, though, is when the, uh, is, uh, the whole New World <laughs> song, is, is when that random, like, bird looks over and goes, ah! <laughs> it's so comedy. Like, it's not in the recording if you just listen to it. Because, yes, I just listen to Disney songs all the time. Um, so any time that that part comes up, because I know exactly where it's at, and me and Amber are in the car, I'll just, like, Make the noises. She gets scared every single time. But I'm not, I can show you the world. Shining, shimmering, splendid. Tell me, princess, now when did you laugh? Let your heart decide. It's the best. I can open your eyes. And take you wonder by wonder over sideways. And uh, if it was too sideways, they're falling off the carpet. The magic carpet right? A whole new world. Okay, that's it. <laughs> For Jasmine, though, think about this. For Jasmine, she didn't go on a date with Aladdin. She went on a date with Prince Ali Babwa. And going on a date... I don't know why I'm like bending further and further over the deeper into the story I get. Going on a date with someone she didn't know, well, well, that got her 30,000 feet off the ground on a flying rug with an imposter who wasn't a prince. No, he was a thief and he was homeless and his best friend was a monkey. So, 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 so when... Prince Ali Ababwa decided that he wanted to sneak behind the Sultan Jasmine's dad's back and in the middle of the night show up on, like, with no supervision to her bedroom. And he cruises up to her balcony on that flying rug. And he looks her dead in the eye and thinks it's all cute to go, do you trust me? She should have been like, no, I don't even know you. Going on that crazy thing. I don't even, there ain't even any seatbelts. Did you bring helmets? Like, She should have never went. You shouldn't date someone you don't know. And all the youth leaders said amen. Yeah. You shouldn't date someone you don't know. Wait until you actually know the person before you start even pursuing or considering a relationship. That is good all by itself. You, that, that, is, that is worth the cost of admission tonight. Which was nothing. (laughs) So consequently, if you're watching online, you don't have to pay to come in person. So go ahead and come hang out. (laughs) But but you don't want to try to build an entire relationship off of something as fleeting as a first impression. You hear me? You you don't want to build an entire relationship based on something as fleeting as a first impression. Jacob said, she's so hot. I will work for you for seven years if you'll let me marry her. Where did that get him? Marrying the wrong girl. Because apparently he didn't even know Rachel good enough to realize she wasn't the one that he was marrying. Like, don't build an entire relationship based on something as fleeting as a first impression. Ensure that they're who they seem to be. So I'm going to help you out here with a few questions. Here are some questions to ask before dating someone. Ready? These are great questions. How do they respond to stress and anger? how do they respond to stress and anger? How do they treat not their friends, how do they treat your friends? How do they treat their family? Here's a really, really good thing to pay attention to. Guys, pay attention to how does she treat her dad? Ladies, sisters, I love you. Pay very very, very close attention to how he treats his mother because how he treats his mom will eventually be how he treats you. He might be able to put on a little facade and be Prince Ali Ababa for a little while, but it'll come out and he'll start treating you how he treats his, so if he, like Vanessa in our video before service, yells at his mom to shut up, you get as far away from him as you can because he's gonna start talking to you like that pretty soon. Ask, ask my wife, How I treat my mom who is. Anyone else, mom, a little crazy? (laughs) My mom, my mom crazy. My mom, you watch a lot of my sermons online. I love you. You're just a little bit crazy. I love you're crazy most sometimes. (laughs) Uh, But ask my wife how I treat my mom. When my mom's around, yes, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, please no, thank you. Let me hold the door for you. Let me close the door for you. Can I get you anything? What do you need? Can I help you? I honor and I respect my mom. Number one, because the fifth commandment is honor your mother and father. And it's the only commandment that is followed up with a promise that says so that you can live long in the land that the Lord's given you. Um, So like it is personally advantageous for me to (laughs) honor and respect my parents. Um, But I also know that instinctually I will treat my wife how I treat my mom. So ladies, pay attention to that. It's a great question. How do they treat their family? Here's another one. Is their life in decent order? Is it at least in decent order? Here's maybe the best one you could ask. Do they love Jesus? You have to honestly take inventory of them as a person, and this will help protect you from heartbreak. Last thing here on, on point one. Especially study how they treat you in the context of your physical boundaries? Do they try to push your physical boundaries? God doesn't set, let me me just tell you this, God does not, it's revisiting something I talked about last week, but God does not set up physical and sexual boundaries to keep you from something, but to keep you for something. Okay, so anybody in the room too young to understand what I just said, go talk to your parents about that, please. (laughs) God wants to protect you and he wants, he doesn't want you to be or to get hurt. Here's a major, 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 major test of a person's character. Write this down if you're taking notes. If someone will sin with you, then they'll likely sin against you. If someone will sin with you, then they'll likely sin against you. So, Proverbs 423, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. The next danger to dating is this you become demanding. You become, anybody ever meet somebody demanding? You ever date somebody demanding? It's because if somebody in a relationship was overly demanding, you know why they were overly demanding? Because they weren't ready to date. Somebody say, she wasn't ready. (laughs) All the ladies say, he wasn't ready. Why was that? (laughs) You hear how the ladies said that? When we said she wasn't ready, it was like all a joke. I said, No, all the ladies say he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. (laughs) Toughy, touchy topic. I will move on. (laughs) Look at how look how demanding Jacob got. He goes. Give me my wife. Like he's so mad and demanding. He wanted this person, Rachel, as a reward for his work. All right, so I know that none of you have made demands like that, but people often demand rewards within their relationships. So I want to give you a handful of demands to put on your radar, some demands to watch out for, dangerous demands to watch out for. When somebody says something like, after all I did for you, Careful. When somebody says, well, I stayed beside you when nobody else did. When they say something like, stay away from them. Stay with me. Because I love you more than they do anyways. Like, your radar should be like, "Beep, beep, 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 beep. Here's maybe the biggest one. If you're taking notes, write this down. Someone makes a demand like, well, if you love me, then you will fill in the blank. Be careful, beware if people start making demands like that. Beware if those demands start coming out of your mouth. Because 1 Corinthians 13 Verse 4 and 5, every single wedding I've ever done, we've quoted this verse. It says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast or is proud or rude. It does not, somebody say not, it does not demand its own way. Unhealthy relationships, they don't just demand rewards, they also demand unrealistic expectations of each other. They demand unrealistic expectations of each other. I'm going to say a few things that I want you guys to pay close attention to. It is not your girlfriend's job to make you happy. It is not your boyfriend's job to cure you of your loneliness. He can't do that anyways. You cannot expect anyone else to meet all your needs, especially your emotional needs. Why? Because that's not their job. That's between you and Jesus. Because like our sermon in sentence said, no person on earth can fix all your problems. Somebody say amen. Our last point as the band heads up, our first two uh, dangers of dating is that you could compromise. If you date before you're, before you're ready, you compromise. You date before you're ready, you become demanding. You date before you're ready, and you become dissatisfied. Write that down. When Jacob woke up and and uh, laid eyes on Leah, the other sister <laughs> with the good personality, <laughs> his dissatisfaction was apparent, and he was actually heartbroken. Um when I was a kid, I was, I was, I was such a mama's boy. Some of you guys know my story. My dad wasn't around for a long time. Um, my dad was actually in prison and, and I was raised, um, I was raised for a long time by a single mom. And so, uh, while my older brother, uh, for a long time, it was just me, my older brother, Josh, and, and my mom. And, and while my older brother, Josh, was kind of the tough, um, like independent type of guy, I was like the, like, hold me mom. Like, I was always that guy. Like, Ask my wife, like when we're when we're in when we're in bed uh going to sleep, um I'll like have to like like I have to be like touching her and she'll be like, it's freaking hot, get off me. I'm like, okay. I just want to know you're still there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, was, I was always like that with my mom. I was always like, hold me, mom. Like, I love you. Like, I don't know why I remember this. And I, I like, to this day, um, I do this with Amber. My mom was a waitress for a really long time. And, and she had to wear um, like tights or pantyhose uh, when she waitressed. And when my mom would get home, I would just like lay in her lap. And I would just go like this with the pantyhose. <laughs> like, just like laying with my mom. So freaking weird kid. Um, so my mom's getting ready for work one uh, uh, one afternoon, and, and being a mama's boy, I'm like, I just want to be close to my mom. So I'm like just in the bathroom hanging out with my mom while she's curling her hair. And my mom goes to put her curling iron on, um, the, on the the counter, and she puts it on the counter in such a way where, you know, like the weight was like, it wasn't just right, so like the curling iron tipped and started falling. I'm sitting on the toilet next to, I'm not using it, but I'm just sitting on it, <laughs> just to clarify, <laughs> and the curling iron goes, and instinctually, I go, boom, and I grab it. Remember, I told you I have Jedi blood in my veins. I said, boom, and I grabbed it. I was like, God. Be- <laughs> I was young, though. Like, dude, I was probably, like, first grade. Like, why did I reach out and grab a super hot curling iron? My instincts led me to that which harmed me. Why? Because I was young, my immaturity. See, when you begin to date before you're ready, your instincts will lead you to that which will hurt you. A.K.A., when you date before you're ready, one of the greatest dangers is that you will instinctually expect that relationship to fix Your situation. But it might actually make it worse. Here's the thing unrealistic expectations are a formula for failure. I'm going to say that again. Unrealistic expectations are a formula for failure. A significant other will not cure you of your loneliness. Learn to experience and enjoy the presence of God first. People can't bring you permanent happiness. Here's a super like old school, super old school preacher line. People, people can't bring you permanent happiness. What you need is the joy of the Lord. But you do. There's a difference between the joy of the Lord and happiness that's only temporary. A relationship won't make you feel less broken. Only Jesus can do that discover the healing that he offers and dating won't take away your problems. It'll only distract you from them and eventually the pain will reappear because no person on earth can fix all your problems. This is the danger of dating. It's that it's not just that your heart is dissatisfied. It's your soul. That was so Just for that, man, God help the Bengals win. Just for you, Charles. It's not just your heart that's dissatisfied. This is why some of you, you've had your heart satisfied temporarily in a relationship and yet after a few weeks, after a couple months, you still feel empty. Why? Because it's not just your heart that's dissatisfied, it's your soul. You know what this is like? This is like if you were to get trapped on a desert island, you know what's gonna kill you first? Thirst. So what, what so many people would end up instinctually doing is that which will actually hurt them, they'll run to the ocean and begin to chug water from the ocean. Problem, that's salt water. And the more you drink, ironically, the thirstier you get. And so it is with unhealthy, dysfunctional relationships. The more you drink, the faster you actually die of thirst. And so it is with unhealthy, dysfunctional relationships. But Jesus once said to this one lady, out a well, he said, you can drink from this well, but you're just going to get thirsty again. And then he said, but anyone who drinks the cup I give, that person will never thirst again. There's a There's a proverbial spiritual cup that can satisfy the thirst of your soul. No one else can do that. So as I close tonight, do you know the joy of that relationship? Because for some of you in the room, you've tried every other relationship and it hasn't worked. You've gone to everything else and it hasn't worked. And you still feel that emptiness in you. It's because there's no person that can fix all your problems. But there is a cup that doesn't run dry There is a wellspring of life that can satisfy the thirst of your soul. And that's Jesus. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? God, I pray tonight that our hearts would be open to you. God, I pray tonight that um, that anyone who doesn't know the joy of a relationship with you would step into it right now. With heads bowed and eyes closed, um, If you're in here and you would say, that's me, Pastor Corey, I've always felt like there was more, like there was more to life. Nothing has satisfied me. Can I tell you, you're right. There is more. And I'll tell you right now what you're missing. You're missing a relationship with your savior. So if tonight you'd say, well, I I want a relationship with him and I want to start, how do I do that? You're probably thinking a relationship with God, with with Jesus, with the Savior, the Messiah. Like that's gotta be probably so complicated. What's the 73 steps to begin? There's not 73, there's just one. You just say yes. That's it. So as your sign of saying yes, um, I'm gonna ask you to respond in a unique way. I'm gonna count to three. And when I get to three, I just want you to lift your hand and you can put it right back down. If that's you, this is your moment. This is your time. Heads bowed, eyes closed. You wanna say yes to a relationship with Jesus. You want forgiveness of your sin. You wanna drink from that well that never runs dry. When I get to three, you put your hand in the air, put it right back down. One, two, three, go. So many hands. So many, I'm so proud of you, man. That's the best decision you could ever make with your life. You can put your hand down. We start this journey saying yes, with words that we say with our mouth, that we believe in our heart, it's called prayer. And it's just talking to God. I know some of you who just raised your hand, you're like, dude, I've never prayed before, so I don't know how you're expecting me to do this right now. I'm I'm gonna actually give you the words. And because we're a family, we're gonna pray this together. So whether you're watching online or you're in the room, would you repeat these really simple words right out loud, right after me? Everybody say this. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a savior, so I say yes to you. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart, I give you my life, I give you everything. And from this day forward, I'm gonna follow you. Thank you for receiving me and thank you for forgiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we welcome people into God's family right now? That's the best decision you can make with your life, but it's not the end of the journey, it's just the beginning. And we wanna help kickstart you in this relationship with God. With something that we call The Next Seven Days, it's a free gift we wanna get to you. Um, It'll answer some of your questions, it'll help you for the next week. It's literally just these kind of basic videos of me. I'll be on your phone, your tablet, preferably not your smart TV at home with the surround sound on, because anybody else hate the sound of their own voice? Me too but it'll really just help answer some questions you might have. It'll help connect you to a Bridge Youth leader, and we really think it'll bless you. So please, 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 before you leave, you can get Next 7 Days in a really simple way. Just DM us the words Next 7 on our Instagram, at BridgeYTH underscore, and we'll handle the rest. If you don't have Instagram, come find me, my wife, come find one of our leaders. Say, hey, I prayed the prayer. I wanna do Next 7 Days, but I don't have Instagram. We'll We'll get it to you through another avenue. So hey, one more time, can we welcome people into God's family? Amen. All right, so I'm like halfway done with my sermon now, so, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But there is one more thing I wanna do, so nobody distracted anybody. Would you stand to your feet? Would you head to the front? I I wanna lay something out for you that, uh, that I noticed in this story with Jacob and Leah and Rachel. You know the worst part about this story The worst part was, poor Leah. Because as you dig into the next few chapters, you see that, now this is another thing I just wanna tell you like, that wasn't fair and God didn't necessarily condone this like he did. like Jacob was like, hey, I wanna marry your daughter. Um, I'll work for you for seven years and then Laban, Like Rachel's dad was like, yeah, cool. Like, no, that wasn't cool. It's just what was happening in culture. So you understand there's certain things in the Bible that culture was doing that God didn't necessarily approve of like that. And also like um, Jacob, the day that he found out that it was Leah, not Rachel, he goes to Laban and is like, dude, you duped me. (laughs) The old switcheroo. (laughs) man, like I wanted Rachel. And he's like, and you know what? I'll work another seven years for Rachel. And that day, Jacob's like, cool, you can work another seven years, but you can have her as your wife right now. So Jacob was married to two sisters. Not cool, man. Like all the ladies in the room say, not cool, man. You know the worst thing about this story? Jacob totally like neglected Leah. She was pushed aside, she was forgotten about. Not physically, but borderline she was abused. The dysfunction that she had to endure was terrible. But despite all that dysfunction, she praised God because Leah knew that her identity, it took her some time but she came to the realization that her identity is found not in her husband, but in God. I want you to check this out. Genesis chapter 29, verse 35, is the last verse of the chapter, talking about the last kid that Leah had with her husband. It says, once again, Leah became pregnant and gave birth to another son and she named him Judah. For she said, now, I will praise the lord leah's son judah his name literally means to praise god this son judah is a very important son in the story of the bible because get this this will be super fast but biblical history lesson the people of god later organized themselves into what were called tribes there were 12 of them And one of the tribes was the tribe of Judah. And guess who came out of the tribe of Judah? Jesus. This is why he's nicknamed the lion to the tribe of Judah. What's the point, Corey? The point is this. The greatest relationship any of us will ever be in came from this horrible, dysfunctional relationship between Jacob and Leah. Okay, so why are we standing at the altar going down the historical memory lane of the Bible and the fact that Jesus came out of the tribe of Judah? What's the point of that? The point of that that God can bring healing, restoration, and redemption, even from a broken relationship. So tonight, I want to pray. I want to pray for anybody in the room who's already messed up. And maybe you were in a dysfunctional, broken, messed up relationship, and you got hurt. I want to tell you you're not damaged goods and just because you made a mistake doesn't mean you are a mistake and this right here is evidence that God can bring beauty from ashes so for anyone in the room who's messed up I want to pray for healing and restoration over you and then for anybody all of us whether we've messed up or, or maybe we haven't that when it comes to dating relationships and love that will put all of it in God's hands and we'll trust Him. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? If you're comfortable, would you just lift your hands right where you're at? God, pray for anybody in the room who's been hurt. God, they gave their heart away and instead of guarding it, They put it in the hands of somebody who couldn't care for it, and they got hurt. I pray for the person whose trust was broken. Pray for the person who was betrayed. God, right now, I pray for the young person in the room that's convinced that they'll never have a joyful and happy marriage. I pray in Jesus' name that tonight, that you, God, would convince them that you have good plans for them. You have better plans than they have for themselves. And that includes the area of relationships and dating. So I pray, bring healing, bring redemption, bring restoration. God, bring beauty for ashes. God, we're just gonna trust you from here on out. And all of us who've made mistakes, God, we're going to trust you. For those of us who have it, we're not going to, we don't have to go down that road. We're going to put all of this stuff in your hands. We're going to trust you. I pray tonight, God, that you are saving young people from future disaster, from future heartbreak, from future mistakes, from life-devastating decisions, because you're speaking to their hearts right now. And God, we're going to trust you. In Jesus' name,
1: i yeah.
3: healthy, amazing, you know, storybook ending relationship. He used the broken, tough, messy, difficult relationship in order to bring Jesus into the world. And I think it's just so amazing that we can serve a God who is able to take our brokenness and our pieces and the difficult situations in our life. And He's able to make that into something amazing. I just love when God is a a God of His own word where it says that God is able to work all things together. When it says all things, it doesn't mean the good things. It doesn't mean just the great things. It means the broken things. It means the difficult things. It means the messy things. God can work all of those things together for your good, for your benefit, according to His will and His purpose for your life. And um, I just felt like when when I was standing over there, right before I went, right before I got up, I I felt like God was telling me just something like specific. Because I don't know, you know, everybody's situation. In, in in a room like this, it's it's hard to know what everybody's home life is like, what everybody's parents' marriage is like. But I felt like as I was standing over there. The thing that God wants to tell some of you tonight is that you might grow up in a family that's divorced. You might grow up with abusive parents, not just to you, but but even to each other. You may not have the best example of what it looks like to be a good spouse, to be a good husband, to be a good wife, to even be a good father or a good mother one day, but I feel like that there were decisions that were made tonight. And what God is saying is the curse is gonna stop with you. The chains that are over your family, the generational curses that have happened from your grandparents and that moved into your family, that's gonna end with you. It's not gonna go on any further. And I believe that decisions were made tonight to step into a relationship with Jesus and that one decision stops the curse tonight. It's gonna gonna break the chain tonight because you may not have the best example of what it looks like to be a good husband, but can I just let you know, young man, sorry, you're gonna be a good husband. You may not even know who your father is, but you're gonna be a good dad. To all my ladies out there, you may not know what it means to be a good wife one day, but in Jesus' name, you're gonna be a good wife. And you may not know what it means right now to be a good mom, because the relationship that you have with her might even be absent, it might be distant, it might be toxic, but you're gonna be a good mom in Jesus' name. And it's because of the decision that you made tonight. Because you said, man, I'm done with this brokenness. I'm done with this toxicity inside of my life. And I wanna step into the most important relationship in my life, and that's a relationship with Jesus. Because it's His identity, it's His strength, it's His joy, it's His fulfillment, it's His purpose inside of your life that's gonna make you into the man and into the woman that He made you and He created you to be. Because I know the joke was, some are wonderfully made, some are fearfully made. I'm just gonna write that down, Corey, and I'm gonna use that in the next message because that was great. But it's true, you were made in the image of God to be a great husband, to be a great father, to be a great wife, to be a great mother. And even though you don't, you don't have a, an earthly image or an earthly example, I'm so grateful that we have a heavenly example of what that looks like. And some of you made that decision to step into that relationship. And the thing that we wanna do as a family is that we wanna help you through that. As Corey mentioned, there's a thing called next seven days because I'm sure a lot of you making that decision for the very first time, you're like, what the heck am I getting into? Why are these people jumping? Why are they lifting up their hands? Why is this guy up on stage crying? Like, what what does all this stuff mean, right? The next seven days is meant to help you through the first seven steps, the first seven, you know, moments, the first seven days of your relationship with Jesus. Because if you have questions, it's meant to help you through that. So if you made that decision, whether for the first time or even as a rededication, we want you to DM us on Instagram, bridgeYTH underscore, and just DM us next seven days. We will give you the first link and then it can start you on an amazing journey. Not just in the family of God, but also here at The Bridge Youth within this amazing community. Also, if you made that decision, we have baptisms coming up. It's on the last Sunday of the month, right? You can sign up online or through the Bridge Church app. We want you all to be baptized. If you feel it within your heart, it's an amazing moment. Even if you've already been baptized when you were young, take advantage of it. It's gonna be at the last Sunday of the month. And as you guys go, you might have already known that you are twinning with somebody. It's Palentine's Day for a reason. So we have an awesome photo booth outside of these doors in the foyer. So if you are twinning with somebody, feel free to go take full advantage of it. Other than that, we will see you guys back here on Sunday for our 1130 service for Connect Groups. Peace.